This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Well, that's a tongue twister of a gospel. In seminary, they have you read that lesson towards the very end of formation. If you can read it without making any mistakes, you're ready to be a priest. (laughs) Today, I want to tell you something about the path to a better tomorrow, about the road to salvation, about the way of love. But if you only take one thing with you home, take one word, Jesus, and hold on to that word, that will be enough. After the Council of Jerusalem where the apostles, when the disciples got together to find a way forward for the early church, Paul, Barnabas, and Silas went to Syrian Antioch. They went north to spend some time with the early communities. And as they made their way, they spent some time with the different communities and they made their way all the way to Philippi, which is a Roman colony in Macedonia, in the Aegean Sea. And we know from the Acts of the Apostles that they spent a couple of weeks in Philippi. And one of those days, as they were in Philippi, they were making their way to the place of prayer. And as Paul and Silas were walking, this slave girl approached them and started to engage in conversation with them. And she realized that they were different. They were proclaiming a message that was different from her own way. See, she's a slave girl that had a spirit of divination. And she made a lot of money for the people who own her by telling fortune, by telling people about the future. Many people came to her trying to figure out a path to a better tomorrow. They had many questions. But what Paul and Silas were proclaiming was the gospel of Christ, the gospel of freedom. And so she understood that their way was different from hers. And she was annoying them for days, going before them and saying, these two men are proclaiming to you the road to salvation. And after a few days of her doing the same thing, Paul got fed up and exorcised the spirit from her. And because of what he did, you know, her owners were really upset because business was bad for them. But in doing so, Paul did two things. One, it was able to reconcile the way that in so many ways, sometimes our self-interest does it in a way that we're willing to sacrifice our children, to sacrifice the future for a better tomorrow for them. And two, to proclaim that the way of Jesus, that the way of freedom that comes from Christ is different from the desire for comfort that we have sometimes when we're simply looking for a better tomorrow. For see, in those days in Philippi, there were two temples. One was the sanctuary to Artemis. She is the Greek goddess of the wilderness and also of childbirth. And the other one was a smaller temple to Apollo, who was the deity of Delphi. He was the god of the god protector of evil, but also he was all about health. And so people very likely came to this slave girl with many questions about their future. Questions like, Will I have a child? Will my loved one return from war? When will this violence end? What is the path to a better tomorrow? Should I take that job out of town? What is next for me and my family? And they had many questions the way we do as we come here today. 
But what Paul and Silas recognized was not the problem with wanting to have answers and to have hope of a better day, but the fact that somebody was taking advantage of that. And what Paul and Silas were proclaiming was a gospel of freedom. It was the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was a public announcement that the God who created the universe was making the world anew in Jesus. And an invitation for everyone to have a personal encounter with this Jesus. The one that Paul encountered on the road to Damascus. It was an invitation that said, the path to a better tomorrow is the road to salvation. And the road to salvation is Jesus. Paul was proclaiming today that the way of love, the way that transforms our hearts and our minds, comes through a personal encounter with Jesus so that we can be transformed, not just individually, but as a community. That is the message that Paul and Silas proclaimed 2,000 years ago, and it remained for us today the way for us. Know that as a community of faith, we are called to be a community of reconciliation and true love. And it isn't the love that we have come to know through Valentine's Day, but it is the love of givenness, the love that is all about forgiveness, reconciliation, and peace. It is a love that invites us to let go of our desire for superiority, separation, and control. It is a love that flows always outward and downward, just like water, going through and around all obstacles. It is a love that lifts us up, empowers us, increases our faith and our hope. And it is a love that calls us to community, for we cannot do love alone. What Paul and Silas were proclaiming to the community in Philippi is that the path to a better tomorrow is Jesus. That the road to salvation is Jesus. And that the way of love is Jesus. Jesus all the way. And it is not a love or a road to salvation that is exclusive, but rather inclusive. One that invites us to go out into the world and to proclaim to those who are hungry for truth, thirsty for justice, that Jesus is the way. That he is the one who invites us to bring inclusion, liberation, and care for those who are hungry for that in our world. And after the week we've had, we come with the questions of what is next for us. When will our politicians stop sacrificing our children to their self-interest? When will this violence end? When will the war end? When will we find peace? When will our communities heal? What is next for us? When I first came to St. David's three years ago as a seminarian, I had similar questions. And I was asking those questions mostly in terms of my ministry. Will I be any good at this? Is ordained ministry for me? What is the future for St. David's? What is the future of the Episcopal Church? And I was trying to figure out the path to a better tomorrow. And in the process, especially in the last year, you have shown me that the path to a better tomorrow is better together. That the road to salvation is Jesus. An exclusive, no, an inclusive way of love that is Jesus. That he is the one who shows us how to go into the world to transform the world together. And that, friend, is a call for every single one of us to have an encounter with him 
so that we may be transformed, so that our hearts and our minds can be transformed, so that we may deepen our prayer practice, so that we can worship in a way that transforms us into a community of reconciliation, and so that we may come and engage more compassionately with the world that is hungry for truth and peace and love. For the last 15 years, there's a poem slash prayer written by a Jesuit that has been at the heart of everything, everything I try to do. And it has been my mission statement ever since, especially over the last year. So I share it with you in a way as an invitation for you to let the love of Jesus transform you. Nothing. Nothing is more practical than finding God and falling in love in a quite absolute final way. What you're in love with, what seizes your imagination, will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you will do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, especially long weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love. Stay in love. And it will decide everything. That's our invitation. That is the path to a better tomorrow. That is a road to salvation. That is the way of St. David's. Because the way of St. David's is the way of Jesus, and he is love. So fall in love, stay in love. It will change everything. And with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.